This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp, of course, alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Hi, we are quite fat right now. We just finished uh, probably half of a large art of pizza pizza. In and, a short amount of time. Yeah, and that was, uh, we had the problem where the pizza shifted all the way over. Uh, problematic, but it was still tasty. It, it got the job done. You you had the sausage half. I had the pepperoni half. Yeah. Now, your half was much more affected than mine was, so, you know, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, it was, and Dan Bernstein, of course, came in and said, uh, oh, can I have some? I'm going to take a big hunk of cheese off. I'm like, just take the blob that fell off the right. pizza and just eat that, because you don't eat the crust anyway. And It's so weird. Yeah. That's why he's not a fat. He That's... has some fat-like tendencies, but he is not a fat. No, he is not and never will be. There's no way. As long as I'm alive, damn it. That's fair. I will not allow it. Well, it's the first podcast of the year, so we want to welcome everybody back for 2019. We've got ideas for this year. Oh, yeah. So there should be a lot of good stuff coming up. Follow the podcast for all the latest on that on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod, and always use the hashtag I'm a fat when you have fat-related content, which is really all of our lives at this point. Right. Everything we do is fat-related content by definition. Yeah. We do have a, some news to get to, and yeah. since it's been a while, we do want to do a lot of your Ask a Fat questions, but there's breaking pizza news that you brought to my attention, Jay. I did. Let me pull this out. This is from the story. Uh, yes, the story as well. This is from the website Mashable, a mathematician or a math service uh, Fermat's library, obviously referring to French mathematician Pierre de Fermat. Everyone knows that. Of course. Uh, did you know, Rick, that an 18 inch pizza has more pizza than two 12 inch pizzas? No. Yes. See, now you ask yourself, what? how can that be possible? When you think of the shape of the pizza, an 18-inch pizza has 254 square inches of pizza, while the two 12-inch pizzas only have about 226 square inches. So that's interesting, because I always say, like, well, wow. we're going to have a lot of people over. Let's get two mediums yeah. instead of a large, just because it's, you know, it's more pizza. I think, I think I just Weebay gift. I mean, that's that's uh, that's that's good info to have. Today we ordered a giant, the pizza we got was like 22 inches. Was it really? Too big. Next time we'll, we'll and I never thought I would say that as right. a fat guy. It's more pizza than we could handle, um, but we're sharing it. We're nice people that way. So it's interesting, right? 254 square inches on an 18 inch, 226 square inches on two 12 inch pizzas. However, 
Twitter user Tomas Gorbet. He is a mathematical physicist at the University of Leeds. He okay, says, cool. yeah, but the crust is arguably the best part of the two 12-inch pizzas, and they have 33.3% more crust than an 18-inch pizza. I'm glad that he thought of that. So a third more crust versus a little bit more cheese. 30 square inches more pizza. Interesting. And when you think about 30 square inches, it's not a lot. No. We're probably talking about a couple of slices. Yeah, that's and, we're, and, we're right. and we're talking tavern style slices, like small squares. So I don't know. It's a tough. Eh, it depends on what you like. I am an exclusive Audi. I need uh, crust oh, on all my pizzas. Really? I will eat the inside if it's all that's left. Sure. But I will always eat around the edge of the pizza before I venture inside. I did not know that. That's interesting. See, Good to I'm. Know, right? Yeah, I, I used to be an exclusive inside person oh. when I was growing up, and it wasn't because I disliked crust at all. It was just that everybody else in my family wanted the outside so bad. I was like, well, just give me all the inside pieces. Then. Well, now, next time we order a pizza, yeah. we'll tell them, put pepperoni in the middle <laughs> and, and sausage, on, sausage the on the outside. Yes. That way we're both happy. We both get what we want, and, if, and the shift would affect us both equally. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes. So another thing I know we wanted to get to is it's not just us that are part of the fat culture. Because our wives deal with us on a daily basis, just by association, they become part of fat culture. Right. And your wife, Hope, has made a contribute to fat culture. Hope sent me, actually last night we were sitting on the couch and I was listening this time when she was talking. Good call. Uh, maybe the 27 pound bucket of mac and cheese is what got my attention. 27? 27 pounds. No, 27. It's actually 26 pound, 10 ounce bucket of mac and cheese that is available at Costco and on Amazon. It's 180 servings of mac and cheese. So like 10 for us? Yeah, right. So 10 <laughs> servings. Yeah. The six gallon bucket is filled with elbow pop and cheddar cheese sauce. It is not cooked, and the oh mac and cheese God. are separately packed, but... Yeah, a six-gallon bucket filled with elbow pasta. So eighty nine ninety nine at Costco. If you have to go the Amazon route, one forty nine ninety nine. But you get that free shipping, which is which is clutch if you're an Amazon Prime member. Four point seven stars out of five on Costco's website. One of the reviews says, "Honestly, I was expecting something that tasted horrible. I was surprised to find out that it was very good." Hold on, if if you thought it was gonna be horrible, then why did you spend the money for six pounds of pasta? <laughs> I think curiosity is part of it. Like sure. I think of people. That have like just endless money. Yeah. Like Jeff Bezos, like, I don't know, what am I going to do now? Yeah, not, yeah, I'm definitely not going to get a prenup. Right. <laughs> yeah, good move. What ridiculous <laughs> things can I buy with this absurd amount of money I have? Like, all right, 90 bucks for six pounds of pasta. I'll have friends over. And it, I guess it was pretty good. So if you're in the market for 27 pounds of mac and cheese, hit up Costco. They've, they've got, I think it's delivery only. And I, I hesitate to okay. calculate those shipping costs. But uh, look, if you have like a family of 15, that's the way to see this is what. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, my my dad's family could have used this as he was growing up. Okay. My dad's the oldest of 10, Jeez. living in a, t- <laughs> a tiny house. They could have used uh, 27 pounds of mac and cheese. That would have been a good night for them. Just curious, what's the age difference between oldest and youngest? My dad is 74, and his littlest brother is 52? 82? <laughs> 18. I think 52. Okay. So not huge gap i mean considering 10 right it's like they're one on top of another and are there any multiples or just no wow yeah i know that's incredible well speaking of of children it is that the seasons have changed in the fat community yes it is now girl scout cookie season oh yeah and when we solicited ask a fat questions we got at least a handful that were girl scout cookie related so we thought 
it would only make sense to do Girl Scout cookie power rankings. I know it hits home close for you. Yes. Because your daughter, Addie, is selling the cookies. So what is the link that you're not allowed to give out? Yeah, I'm not allowed to give out this link. So don't listen when I say this. Bit. So B-I-T mm-hmm. dot L-Y slash Addie Z cookies. A-D-D-I-E Z cookies. It's a capital A, a capital Z, and a capital C. It has to be that way for it to work because it's a really? tiny it's a tiny link. So the capitals matter. bit.ly slash Addie Z cookies. Be sure to not go there. Don't right. go there. I'm not allowed to promote that at website, so don't visit it. Right. But if you want to break the law and go there and order some, this was unknown to my wife. My wife's a Girl Scout leader. Addie, obviously the Girl Scout. People that are ordering online are getting them like immediately. Like, people have received this year's cookies already. We don't deliver them until maybe February or March. So what I would do, if I was not a Girl Scout father, I would order two boxes online and ask for, like, three for delivery. Yeah. So I can get some right away and then get some down the road. The best part about Girl Scout cookie season, you should come over this day, Rick. You'd go crazy. Okay. All the orders are sorted in our kitchen. Oh. For the entire troop. Oh, my God. So there's literally hundreds and hundreds of boxes. Like, Addie sold, like, 300 boxes on her own last year. That's really good. And all the girls in her troop do 150 to 300, somewhere in there. How many are in the troop? I think, like, 9 or 10. Okay. So there's thousands of boxes of cookies in our kitchen. That's incredible. It's actually really, it's a fun day to, like, go through them all and sort them all. And I'm glad we're doing the power rankings because if you'd asked me this last year at this time, these in my power rankings would not even be on the radar. And right now they're my number two. So let's get right to it. What are your, what should we do? Top three, top four? How do you want to do um, it? I've got a solid four and right. then there's drops after that. So is that that cool with you? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So my number four, and mind you, this is once again, for those that are newer to the podcast, I am not a fan of peanut butter. I think peanut butter is awful. <sighs> Okay, appropriate reaction to most. So think anything peanut butter is going to be off the board immediately for me, just regardless of anything else. Yeah. So before you yell at Rick, before you yell at your uh, podcast app, yeah, just know that Rick does not like peanut butter. Yes. So the fact that Samoas are nowhere near that, you know, there's a reason for that. Wait, Samoas don't have peanut butter. I thought they did. No, Samoas are the coconut caramel. That's why I you're don't thinking like of tagalongs. Yes, I'm thinking tagalongs. So the reason I'm not a Samoa person is because I'm not a coconut person. Okay. That yeah. So that rules that one out for me. Bad example. Number four for me is the s'mores. Yeah. New last year, by the way. Yeah. So it's it's still got to you know work its way up. It yeah. needs more experience, but it's real solid. S'mores is such a specific flavor profile too that I have to have a taste for them. I wouldn't choose them as often as I would choose the three above them. Yeah. But, I mean the s'more flavor profile. It's really hard to screw it up. Well, and that's my number four too. Uh, and I really like the way the Girl Scouts did it. It is a graham cracker cookie with chocolate and marshmallow filling, like half and half. So I, a lot of people like tr- are trying to take advantage of this s'mores phenomenon that's happening. It's kind of a trendy dessert. It really and they're, is. They're overdoing. It. I agree. Like it's got to be the the balance has to be right. It's got to be more cracker mm-hmm. or cookie than chocolate or marshmallow. And yes. I think finally, I think the Girl Scouts really have the balance of the s'more cookie right. But you're right. Like the other ones I'm going to mention here, I could eat an entire box or sleeve of in one sitting. I don't know if I could do that with the s'mores. Yeah, I I tried and I couldn't. Like right. it, it was just too much. By the way, have you had? And this was brought to my attention by Nick Shepkowski. Have you had the s'more blizzard? No. 
It's really good. As you know, I believe this was discussed on the Fat Podcast. The Homewood Dairy Queen mm-hmm. was out of commission for a couple of months this summer because of the car that went through it. This and is true. More tragic than that, obviously, is the driver passed away. Horrible, horrible, disgusting story. But when they reopened, there was this mad rush on the S'mores Blizzard before I found out about it. And because it was end of summer, this is not a year-round DQ. Right. Because it was the end, they don't order more. So I missed out. I heard Mac talking about it. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I got to try that. And I went to try it, and it was gone. It's a seasonal blizzard, too, because yes. I went recently to try and get it. And they were like, yeah, no. So I was like, well, time for the uh, the old standby of the Oreo. Yeah, well, I mean... You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. All right. Number three. Yeah. For me, you talk about being able to eat them whenever and being able to eat a mass quantity. The trifles, just it's shortbread. Yeah. Shortbread it's cookie. hard to screw up a shortbread cookie and it's just delicious. It's it's understated. Yeah. But it's just so damn good when you haven't had one in a while. Right. I like those two. Not in my top four. My number three, and I'm with you on coconut. Not yeah. a huge fan of coconut in general. Don't really love the taste of coconut. Mm-hmm. Don't really I texture. really don't like the texture of coconut. Yes. However, the Samoa, they do a good job of burying the coconut in uh, caramel and chocolate okay. where it doesn't have that, like, I don't, I don't even know how you describe the texture of a coconut, but anyone that's eaten it knows it's kind of like yeah. a... It's, it's like it's a, a chewy, crunchy... Yeah. Like, it's it, like, I always compare it to, like, a fingernail. Yeah, that's, that's how probably it, a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, but they do a good job. The Samoa itself contains the texture of the coconut, mm-hmm. and it makes it more subtle. So number three on my power rankings are Samoas. Number two for me is one that I think we're in lockstep on this that's jumped up the rankings because I had never had them until this past year. Yeah. Are these Savannah Smiles? Absolutely. Oh my God. They're so good. I mean, I'm a sucker for most things lemon. Yeah. But. Oh my God, are they incredible? I, powdered sugar and lemon. Right. And that's all it is. And, and you would look at, they're sort of like uh, boomerang shaped, rounded, yeah. boomerang shaped. I don't know why I never had them before. My family, my like my mom and my dad and the people in my life that would order them before I was married and had a Girl Scout as a daughter, they were just chocolate. Mm-hmm. It was Tagalongs, it was Samoas, it was Thin Mints, and that was it. So Hope's family is very like fruit dessert oriented. Okay. So they started ordering these lemon cookies and the Savannah Smiles are amazing. They are dangerous and that I will eat an entire damn box of them. Yes. Without even blinking. Been there. And uh, But I've had this sort of new like rem- lemon dessert revolution where like, give me all the lemon cake. Give me the lemon cookies. Lemon I, I love cake, it. Lemon man. Yeah, it's like so that's, good. And that's my cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory is a lemon cheesecake with a raspberry drizzle oh, thing God. that they put oh, lemon and raspberry is one of the best combinations out there now this is an odd topic for us and, and i know we're interrupting our power rankings but raspberry as compliment yes is fantastic. undefeated it goes yes. with everything it does it's such a good taste there are times when it's supposed to be more of a primary where it can you know yeah, I, I can maybe take it or leave it but yeah as a compliment especially great with lemon great with chocolate yep white chocolate raspberry. yeah white chocolate i mean it it really is fantastic with any of those and then i think we're going to be in unison most people are going to agree on number one of a girl scout power rankings girl scout cookie power rankings yeah. probably a better description <laughs> Uh, (laughs) are are the Thin Mints. Yeah, we we talk about raspberry as a compliment being undefeated. I mean, Thin Mints are undefeated. I was explaining um, the concept of Pavlov's dog to my daughter last night. Okay. Teaching her, like, you know, so the dog would hear the bell, and then he would know it was time to eat, and then whenever he heard the bell, he would salivate. When I see the green box, it's over. I'm just like... 
oh, I have to have Thin Mints. I have to satiate that taste. And uh, it's really funny. The other day, our garage, we moved into Homewood two years ago, and we have very little storage. So our garage is like, throw all the crap in the garage, and we'll figure it out later. Yeah. I was cleaning my garage out a little bit, getting the Christmas stuff put away, and out of the corner of my eye, I see a little green flicker. I'm like, what? Oh. What is that? It's a box of Thin Mints from last year. Oh. I don't mean box, like a single box. It was an open case of Thin Mints. Oh, wow. In our garage. So I made sure there was no, like, uh, rodent. Yes. <laughs> like, gnaw marks or anything. Th- that's probably a good call. Uh, it was good to go, and I immediately opened them up, and uh, oh, man. and they were, it was cold, so they are oh, oh, man, frozen perfect. Thin Mints are yeah. amazing. So I, I can't imagine. I, I, I wonder if, I, well, I know some people have the repulsion to mint like you do to peanut butter. Yeah. But, boy, they're really missing out. Thin they, mints they, are incredible. They are. So, and this was one of the ask a fat questions that we might as well just roll into this. What do you consider a serving size? It all depends on the it all depends on the item. Well, I'm saying for thin mints. Oh. Half a sleeve at minimum. <laughs> well, the sleeves have gotten shorter, by the way. Yeah. I, I think they're starting to skimp. The boxes look smaller than when I was young. And they're I, raising the prices? I'm gonna say a minimum four. Oh, I think Half a sleeve is a minimum. For me personally, a serving size is a sleeve. Yeah. See, for me, I have the diabetic angle, so I had to, like, really measure my sugar intake. Sure. So I would say typical for me would be, like, five or six. Okay. And that'd be me, like, calculating throughout the day. Like, I know I'm going to have some Thin Mints later, so I'm going to cut back on, I'll have not a bagel for breakfast, I'll have protein for breakfast and lunch, so I can have those. Okay. I got to do it that way, but sure. if all things being... Equal and normal, and if I was not diabetic, I could eat a sleeve. I don't even no have to quest. think about it. Yeah. It's absolutely easy, no problem. So we want to know your Girl Scout cookie power rankings. Tweet them to us at I'm Fat Pod, and make sure to put on the hashtag I'm a fat. Yeah, and, and once again, what's that link that they definitely yeah. should not be going to? Do not, under any circumstances, <laughs> go to bit.ly slash Addie Z Cookies, capital A, capital Z, capital C. Do not go to that page. Don't. Guys. Hello. What's a featured food today? We Everything. Just did, we, we just, just devoured did, half a pizza. Oh, yeah. from we, where? We just, Art of, art of Pizza. Oh. Yeah. It is an art. out from Giordano's. Yeah. Okay, so does anything, t- this is our program director, Mitch Rosen. Sees us in here. I saw, I saw his <laughs> eyes. I saw that, his eyes, like your eyes just lit up. So we just did our I girls. I thought I'd see a traffic girl in here, but it's you guys. Well, Come on now. There are some things I Oh, no, I was happy to see you guys. Yeah. You so, leave her out okay, of so Girl Scout cookie power rankings we just yeah. did. Can anything Before top the said, Thin Mint? Oh, hell, hell yeah. The peanut butter ones. What uh, are those called, Jay? The, Tagalongs. Yes. I, I call them disgusting. One and frozen. I call them disgusting. Order form on the door there, Mitch. Order them up. And do not go to the website, bit.ly slash Cookies. <laughs> I'm not allowed to promote that site, so Wait, don't do it. Camp Hates Peanut Butter. Do you like those? What yes. I mean? I like yeah. tagalongs. Frozen? Sure. Anything. I could I could see I could see that. Like anything caramel for me, if it's frozen, it's so much better. Yeah. So I could see the same being with peanut butter, except that peanut butter is gross. All right, one question. I yeah. saw something on TV. What fast food place has like a turkey bowl, like turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing grit? Is it Arby's or KFC? KFC. Yeah, KFC the has famous bowls. Yeah, the famous bowls where you can get like either just like the chicken strips put in there yeah. or a couple different things. And it's just like the corn and the mashed potatoes and the gravy. I will sponsor the and next cheese. podcast. Will you guys Let's taste go. test them? Yes. yes. All right. 
Absolutely. Our old friend Joe Dredge, who's in Rockford, yeah. when I used to buy lunch, he'd say, are you sponsoring it? So I will sponsor your next podcast nice. by buying the bowls. All right. And technically, because it's in a bowl, it's a salad. Yes. Oh. So it's healthy. That makes sense. Right. Ooh. There's corn in there. Right. It's a vegetable. I have to go back to work. You guys have <laughs> okay. fun. All right. Thank See you. Yeah. Cannot have a more supportive boss <laughs> of a podcast than Mitch of this podcast. I have to tell you, I was like, yes, he's bringing candy. And he didn't bring in candy. <laughs> And I'm a little upset, right? He always comes in and yeah. like will flop down a, a Reese's in front of me and a, yeah, like a Twix, what, in, a Twix in front of Rick. And uh, I was real, and he had his hand behind his back. Yeah, and there's nothing there. Like, yeah, damn it. Hey, we got him. Give some food thoughts. We're getting some famous bowls. I'm excited. Is there a KFC around the? I, th- uh... I was thinking the same thing. I have no idea. Well, I'm pretty crappy with my knowledge of what's in the loop. But uh... well, if he's sponsoring, we can uh, Grubhub it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, might be now, ice cold when now, it gets here. But... Now, Mitch gave his question. That's his ask a fat question. We have plenty of ask a fat questions. Too many. Jay, I, you have like an entire printed sheet. So I do. I want to let you go first. What's the first ask a fat question? All right, uh, this is a a query from uh, my buddy Bob. He says at the theater. My nephew took a straw out of his drink, hooked it up to the self-serve butter spout, and injected butter to the deeper recesses of the large popcorn. Is this a thing people do? Bob, yes. This is the fattest of fat hacks of all time. I was going to say, that's pretty impressive. Have you not done that? No. Oh, Rick. Oh, that makes me so sad. You have to. You go get a straw. You jam it in the middle of your bag before you do the old... Butter, before you have a popcorn <laughs> trick, because uh, that would hurt. Right. And you put the butter directly down the straw. Then you move it up a little more, more That's butter, move it up a little more. That way you don't have like sopping wet butter popcorn on top and then right. dry ass plain popcorn for the, another, for the other 10 ounces. That's incredible. See, I'm never in charge of the popcorn. Oh, you need to change that. Colleen is always in charge of the popcorn. I'm in charge of holding the drinks and getting them to where we're sitting without any sort of spillage. Yeah. Try it next time. You'll be happy. That's fantastic. So my first Ask a Fat question came from longtime, really a P1 of the podcast, John Gallioni. How many donut holes are considered a serving? By the way, John Gallioni is the fattest name ever. I've never seen the guy. I don't know what he looks like, but... With a name like that, he's I at mean, least... I mean, he's not as fat as he should be to have that name. I was going to say at least 450. <laughs> no, but he's he's like a little, like not quite as big of a dude, just like in general. Okay. So it's, it, a, it's kind of it's it a fat name, a though. Congratulations. It is a fat name. So how many donut holes constitute serving? See, here's the problem with donut, and it's not a problem at all, but donut holes for me are a grazing food. Okay. There's almost someone will always buy the box of munchkins and just bring them into the office and just set them down. Right? Hey, I got munchkins. Right? That was it's, the Spiegel move. Yeah, it's rare that you grab a plate and make yourself your munchkins and you're done. Right. So I would say if someone's bringing the munchkins to work, I'm going to immediately grab three, like chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Yeah. Right away, have my three chocolate munchkins. As the day goes on, I probably do it once or twice more an hour mm-hmm. at least. So we're talking about 11. Yeah. That sounds about right. Which is probably the equivalent of two and a half donuts. That sounds right. If you put... Yeah, if you try and line make, them up. Yeah. Line them up. Line them up. But yeah, I, I could see that. That makes sense. And I actually have a follow-up question because it's also donut related. Okay. And this is from a family friend, Jennifer, who wants to know Krispy Kreme or Dunkin'. 
Here's the thing. We had this discussion last night because there is a Krispy Kreme in Homewood. And if health is no object, like if you don't value the longevity of your life, mm-hmm. you can't be Krispy Kreme. As far as like a single donut right. experience, it is the absolute best. Yes, you can give is. me your cream filled, all the stuff you get at these like. Yeah, we're kind of basic bitches yeah, when well, it comes look, to donuts. I like that stuff too. Of course. But like. But you don't need it. Yes. A plain glazed donut from Krispy Kreme that's hot. Yeah. I cannot imagine a better pastry taste in the world than that. That's it's true. horrible for you. It's probably the worst single item you can consume, but it is amazing. But Duncan, if we're talking about are we talking about just donuts? I'm assuming yeah, so. Yeah, it's no it's no contest. And I like Duncan yeah. a lot, but there, there's no match for a Krispy Kreme. So, out of the blue, I just got a text from our guy Jordan Burnfield, who apparently just started listening to the podcast. He said, "Listening to your I'm Fat podcast, it's so fantastic. There need to be more of these hope all as well." So now when Jordan catches up and he hears this podcast, he'll be like, oh, I heard that they got my text. Jordan Burnfield. I was thinking the uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Zipak announcement. Okay, what's your next Ask a Fact All question? right, my next one comes from my buddy Kyle. He says, top Chicago area restaurants and meal choices. We need your wisdom. See, now I'm not a, and I know you just mentioned you're not a, an expert on loop foods. Correct. Or loop locations. But if I'm in Chicago and I've got time to eat, mm-hmm. there's two places I'm thinking about. Number one is Shoko, which is Rick Bayless's place on Illinois Street. Illinois Grand... No, that's parallel. Illinois and... Clark, maybe? Anyway, it's on Illinois. Shoko, X-O-C-O. They've got a cochinated pabil torta that is unbelievably amazing. Ooh. That's my favorite. And then a uh, little goat, Stephanie yeah. Izard's place on mm-hmm. Rand- I believe it's on Randolph, is just incredible. And that's sort of a diner, so it's whatever you have a taste for. Yeah. But little goat is such a go-to for me. Like, I'm meeting people in the city. We want to go somewhere cool. Let's go to little goat. There's almost always a seat available. It's always going to be good. You're going to find something you like. And even, like, real, real foodie people that want to try something new and unique will find something there they've never had. So mm-hmm. to me, that's kind of a perfect place to entertain a lot of people. I'm gonna be, I'm horrible on this just because I'm here for work every day and I have a long drive, so I almost never come to the city. Yeah, I'm you just big. leave. Yeah, I just leave. Right. So I have been very, very few places. I mean, all your stereotypical places are, are just fine, like going up to Water Tower and just doing the... I, I like the, the format of like Water Tower or like Latinicity. Yeah. Maybe Latinicity will be my recommendation because it's fairly priced. And you can also pretty much get whatever you want in there. Yeah. If Mexican food is your thing. And it is. And it, yeah, of course it is. So that was that was on my five likes thing, like th- five things that you like on Twitter that uh, I got tagged. I think Shep tagged both of us in. Yeah. So yeah, I said Mexican food's one of mine. I so. said specifically burritos. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. See, I've had some. I've had some good stuff. There's a place, uh, burrito. Oh, I'm gonna butcher the name. Paradia or something like that by our house, by my mom's house, I should say, that has essentially extra large taquitos. Oh, yeah. Like it's a taquito that's what am I holding up right now? Is that about nine inches? Nine, ten inches? Well, that could really be misconstrued. Either way, that's how long the taquito is. And it's like twice the circumference of a normal one. Rock Bottom used to have, they call them Titan toothpicks. Yeah. And that was my go to at Rock Bottom. They got rid of them. I don't go to Rock Bottom anymore. Sorry, I'm so heartbroken that the Titan toothpicks are gone. I don't even go there anymore because I'm just going to look at the menu, see that they're not there, and flip the table over. That's fair. <laughs> just a, yeah, when I'm you sorry. have it's such some... an easy thing, it's a fried log. Right. Okay. Next one from Eric. What do you eat first off the breakfast plate? Potato, bacon, eggs, sausage, pancake, banana, or cereal? Yes. My order. Uh, every week we go to Grady's Diner in Homewood, and 
I get it's called the meat and two eggs. Mm-hmm. It's do you get meat and two eggs? I do, and I get hash browns. Nice, and I get a side of sourdough toast. Ooh, okay. And what I the first thing I do is I butter my toast. Then I get a nice piece of hash brown, a half piece of bacon, yolky eggs. Put them in the toast and eat it like a sandwich. Oh wow! Okay, that, so you go next level with. That's it. what I do immediately. I'll have four four bites of that, four pieces of that because it's two pieces of toast. And sure. I cut them in half, and then when it's done, I take the eggs and the hash browns, mix them together so the hash browns get all yolky, mm-hmm. and then I eat it, eat that, and then I'm done. Wow! So you go all in on that? Oh yeah, like the basic American breakfast. Yeah, eggs, bacon, hash browns. That is my go-to almost all the time at a place okay. like that. I will start with a piece of bacon. I will start with a piece of of bacon and then I move on to whatever else is on the plate. So normally it'll be pancakes because I've got to be in the right mood to have eggs. I'm not just a default eggs person. Yeah, I definitely am. <laughs> so it'll be like pancakes and hash browns and, and bacon or sausage, whatever it ends up being. So I end up going that way. Hey, you can't. Breakfast food's great. You yeah. can't go wrong. By the way, quick side note. Yes. I want to get your take on this. Before it was available, before McDonald's served breakfast all day, mm-hmm. all I did was bitch that McDonald's did not serve breakfast all day. Since they've started doing it, I've never never ordered it out of <laughs> breakfast hours <laughs> and maybe it was because don't they end breakfast at 10 30 i think so that's t- that i think that was more that's my what complaint. it was in big daddy i know that for it's, sure that's too early yeah you should serve breakfast food until 11 30 okay because especially on weekends like people are they were out late they're waking up it takes a little bit to get are you get trying to moving. admit that you don't get the breakfast because you're a drunk that no. kind of sounds like what you're saying no i just i <laughs> i have found that i i like my meals where they belong but if i wake up after you know sleeping in a little bit nothing mm-hmm. i want more on a weekend breakfast at mcdonald's okay it's the best but i never get it i thought i would always get it yeah i thought as soon as i was able to order breakfast all day that i would do it and that's all i would eat at mcdonald's and it hasn't been I, i'm just not the biggest breakfast person. Yeah, I know that. Like I, I like it, and when I get it, a lot of times I'm like, oh, why don't I do this more? But then I don't. What's your McDonald's breakfast item? The sausage biscuit. Yeah, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit for me. And I've recently uh, discovered the sausage egg McMuffin, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal, really good, and it's a muffin, so it's healthy. Yeah. Next question from Matt. My buddy Matt, he says, are there any junk foods that you were able to inhale in your youth but have lost the ability over the years? Uh, He says, I can't drink pop anymore without feeling horrible. Two things came to mind. Mm -hmm. I can no longer eat a lot of popcorn or I just get bound up. Yeah. And I feel terrible and I can't go to the bathroom for like three days. No one wants to hear this. Oh, wow. I'm just telling you the truth. It's bad. Uh, Hope can't have it at all. It kills her stomach. Really? Yeah. So that, which I don't, I don't love. I have popcorn when I go to the movies. That's really it. I'm with you. My wife is. Uh, my wife yeah uh she loves popcorn and will like even if i'm not interested she will make a full bag of popcorn and the popcorn will disappear quickly wow yeah. all right i've not kind of made microwave popcorn in years uh the other one for me and this kills me because i love spicy i love buffalo mm-hmm. the buffalo chicken dip have you had this? Yes. Have you seen this? Yes. It's the casserole or the bowl, whatever you want to make, filled with shredded chicken, buffalo sauce, sometimes blue cheese, sometimes not. Hopefully not. And you just dip a tortilla chip in there or a cracker or whatever. Yeah, and it's fantastic. If I have too much of it, I get really bad heartburn. Okay. And I don't care. Right. <laughs> like, oh, Fight I got heartburn. It. I'll take a Pepto before bed or whatever. But I used to be able to eat. I'd go to beat ups and have blazing all the time, like Whoa, without blinking. I'm, I've never been able to to do blazing. Now, I don't do it on the wing because the problem is then it gets all over your face. Yeah, and that's a whole nother problem. But I'll, I, if I'm doing the blazing, I'll get tenders and I'll dip them. Okay. So that goes directly into my mouth hole. Oof. 
Yeah. I was tricked into having a blazing wing once because when I went to a bathroom, someone put it in a, oh, mi- in a no. mild and gave it to me. However, this was when I was at Northern. I was doing pet band over Christmas break. So I had a cold at the time. Well, that that was, wing, cold was gone. That wing <laughs> flushed everything out of my sinuses. If you can handle hot, though, the blazing flavor is really good. It's yeah. a good taste. See, I I only had it the one time. Yeah. So I don't know. Try it on a try it as a tender dip as okay. opposed to like a full glazed wing. Okay. Mine the one the first thing that came to mind, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. I used to be able to have a good amount of Sour Patch Kids at the time. Now I can only have a couple. Is it the taste or is it like cuz when I have gummy anything, mm-hmm. I get a ball of gummy in my sternum. I just I <laughs> I saw a ball of gummy in my sternum at Lollapalooza last year. <laughs> I think for me, it's the uh, it's just the sour. Like I hate that I can't taste anything then for like my next meal or two. Everything tastes off, and maybe it's just being more self conscious about it. But like I can like feel it on my teeth. The graininess, and, yeah, the yeah. graininess, and I just realized I used to be able to have like a full pack of Sour Patch Kids, like nothing. Yeah, and now I I barely mess with them at all. Well, you know I'm a big um I'm always aware of my breath. Yeah. Like I'm paranoid. It's almost like you. to a fault where I'm always worried about it where I like can't even make eye contact I with people. I didn't have gum today, so I got the little stick out of the uh vending machine. Okay. That's what never mind. Yeah. Um so for a while I was just ODing on cinnamon altoids. Oh. And I was eating my candy almost, and I got ulcers on the side of my tongue. Wow. It like burned the hell out. Like I couldn't talk. My Jeez. tongue swelled up. Uh, but my breath was minty fresh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan <laughs> of harsh cinnamon. Harsh cinnamon, I'm not there for. Like the like red hots. Yeah, I'm not either. But I felt it was working. Okay. So I was like, I'm in because it's making my breath sure. good. This one is I like a lot from our guy Russ. Yes, another P1. Fast food Mount Rushmore. Oh. Are we talking items or restaurants? I'm going. I I interpreted it as restaurants. Okay. So, <sighs> wow. I've got to put. It's fast food. Fast food. Okay, we Mount got Rushmore. we got a sense of parameters here. Right. So we have to qualify this as places with drive-throughs. Correct. So like a B Dubs is not fast food. No. Damn it. <laughs> okay. okay, I know two, actually three offhand. All right, go for it. You go first. Popeyes. Okay. Just it's Popeyes. Yeah. I'm assuming we count Portillos. Yes, drive-through. In the Chicago area. If you're listening around here, you know. If not, you need to find your way to a Portillo sometime in your life. I'll go between the beef and the croissant and just like a burger or an Italian sausage. Okay. Do, uh, just real quick, do we have to stick with chains or can we do little mom and pop shops by our house? I mean, if there's a mom and pop shop, right, then, then do your thing. Okay. And then the other one's Wendy's just because there's so many items on that menu. Like I just end up going there the most of any place. Is that four? Popeyes, That's Portillo's, three. Wendy's. You got one more. Uh, Culver's. Oh yeah. Culver's is really damn it's good. To beat. It really is. It's Cause the burger and the chicken and the curds and the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably Culver's. All right. Boy, see, this is tough. I, I did not know this was coming, so I'm doing this top of my head. I'm sure I'm going to neglect something. I knew and I forgot. So. I got to give a spot to McDonald's. And I know, you know, it's a cop out, but it's versatile. It's inexpensive. I always know that if I find a McDonald's, I'm going to ha- I'm going to be satisfied with what I get. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love chicken McNuggets. I like their breakfast. They're, even their burgers are fine. And if I got three bucks in my wallet, I can get a pop and a burger and be That's happy and, and be adequately full. So McDonald's is on there for sure. Just because of convenience and overall quality. I'm going to go with Portillo's as well. Yeah. Even though the drive-thru is a 30-minute experience, uh, it's usually worth it at the end. Is it really that long for you? Because, like, the, the ones by Portillo's us... The Portillo's is ridiculous. See, all the ones I go to are, like, it's incredible how efficient they are. See, I've started ordering from the app. Smart. But you have to go in. 
Okay. Which is inconvenient. This but it's, time of year when it's cold. It's cutting 15 minutes off my stay, though. Wow. Like, I'll, as soon as I'm like, we're getting Portillo's, I'll order it, drive there, walk in, and then it's usually ready within two or three minutes of me walking in the door. So you've been recommending Homewood as a place to move, as I'm kind of on the market for looking, and you didn't tell me the Portillo's is slow? It's not slow. It's crowded. Okay, fair. It's, it's, not, it's not their fault. It's just they have so many people there. Homewood News, by the way, mm-hmm. we just had a Freddy's frozen custard open, oh. which is, if you imagine Culver's meeting steak and shake so it's got the ice cream and the shakes and all that but it's got that steaky kind of burger yeah like the charred ends kind of burger with the shoestring fries really love freddy's and usually when a new place opens you go in there the first time and it's a nightmare Mm -hmm. super smooth from day one all right but they're not on my mount rushmore so we got mcdonald's we got portillo's i'm gonna go boy this is hard man i know I know what my number one, we're not ranking them. So no. while I'm thinking, my favorite place, my favorite fast food place is Junior's Hot Dogs. There used to be a ton of them on the south side. There was one in 79th and like just east of Central. There was one in Payless. There was one in Orland. Payless. It's patently absurd. I don't understand why there's no more Juniors. But the one left is at 95th and Ridgeland, just east of Ridgeland. And I will go out of my way. Mm-hmm. If I get that taste, I'll go out of my way to go there. And now that's 20 minutes from where I live now. Okay. And I've done it three times. Like, I have to have Junior's. I'm going to Junior's. Junior's slash Don's Hot Dogs, 151st in Harlem. It's the same exact stuff, just a different name. Okay. But it's the same same place. But I prefer Junior's because I'm loyal. And the other one, man, Taco Bell. Yeah. If nothing it's else. it's a little variety. Yeah. Well, it's, it's They find variety in the same five ingredients. <laughs> the same taste, different texture. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly uh, what I want do. something crunchy, spicy, soft, and cheesy at the same time. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. They've got six of those. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and when you're in college, it is so clutch. Oh, my God. It's the greatest. I have $6, and I haven't eaten all day. I'll go to Taco Bell and get full. One of my college roommates, Carl Ray, worked at the Taco Bell. And for one thing, just the working in the late shifts and the stories of people that would go in there were oh, fantastic. I imagine the people watching for employees there. Oh, Second, maybe great. only to White Castle. That's true. That would be the scariest place to work, in my opinion, at night. That's pretty good. <laughs> so it's too, do you have a, you have time here for another one? or? Yeah, I got time for All one right. more. What do you, what's the best the, one you this have? This is the Coupe de Grasse. Uh, my buddy Micah, he said, this is a hypothetical. Your friend is throwing a pool party in the middle of summer, and there will be oh, many in attendance. No. Which philosophy do you belong to? Number one, keep your shirt on and adjust to swimming in drenched clothing in 90-degree heat. Number two, take your shirt off because although you're not in the best shape, you're going to be comfortable in this pool, dagnabbit. Or number three, avoid the pool entirely unless you know everyone at the party. You're not going anywhere near water in the age of smartphones and Instagram. (laughs) Oh, number three, it's not even close. I can't think of the last time I was in a pool was probably at my at my buddy Marty's parents' house where he has a birthday party every summer. People come over and get drunk and stay over, whatever. And that was probably the last time two years ago, maybe three years ago, was the last time I was in a pool. Yeah, see, I... And I don't dislike pools in general. No, I love pools. Yeah. I, I, had the, I have the privilege of my parents having their own pool when I was growing up. I went to a public pool with my friends for the first time last summer, and I just did it. I was surprised. I just talked myself into it like, I don't care... These are my friends. The other people I see here, I don't know anymore. I'm never going to see them again. Shirt or no shirt? No shirt. Nice. I just did it. I was like, ugh. I would never get... But see, Micah put the qualifier in like, I'm not taking my shirt off unless I know everybody here. To me, it's the opposite. The more people I know, the less likely I'm taking my shirt off. 
I've gained a fair amount, as you've seen, I've gained a decent amount of weight in the last couple of years. So if it was today and I went to one of those parties, I probably wouldn't because yeah. I did before, but not now. <laughs> now, now we're, we've kind of hit a, a tipping point. Yeah. It's, literally. I've gotten to the point, though, where like I'm 41. My friends are my age. Mm-hmm. So no one's really like, it's a lot of dad bod. Yeah. So while some might be thinner than others, we're all kind of chunky mm-hmm. or kind of out of shape and whatever. So it's not like it used to be. Like when I was a lot younger, like in college, hell no. Oh, I'll never take my shirt. Like I, my, my best friend, Jill, you know, my friend, Jill. Yeah. Lived with her for two years. We spent every moment together at Lewis. She never, she, I still think she's never seen me with my shirt off. Mm-hmm. That's my closest female friend has never yeah. seen me with my shirt. The off. closest I ever got to something even close to that was I was in in marching band in college, and we were at band camp, which was just on campus. It wasn't any of the stereotypes. Just took really. a flute. Never mind. Anyway, and this is when I was now in the fall semester. I would be a good twenty pounds lighter than in the spring semester. So I was feeling okay, and I had been complimented a couple times by people. So I'm like, you know what? Let's as Spiegel calls it, it's a perfect term. I I heat checked it. <laughs> so I had a heat gear under armor and I I did that. And I was very self-conscious the entire time, and I never did it again after that. But nobody complained, at least to my face, and nobody made jokes, at least to my face. So I was able to get through it, but I was so anxious the entire time. See, I I felt the same way when I was with my friends, and it was just like I had to tell myself that if it was reversed and one of my overweight friends were at the pool with me, I would not judge them. Right. Right? And, like, that's how I— That's our flawed minds. Well, but it's it's, I think it's healthy to think that way because whenever I'm having anxiety with whatever, that's my— way out of it is i reverse it like if i was watching myself do this would i be judging this right and you put your is, thing down flip it and reverse it yes exactly okay. exactly and but that's worked for me so when i was at this pool i'm like you know what screw this they're my friends they don't care they yeah. know i'm fat like it's not, i'm gonna take my shirt off like oh my god jay's fat no shit they all know that i'm fat right, right? like it's not oh, a surprise to anybody yeah it's like i never judge anybody else but for some reason it's different when it's me. yeah it's called spotlighting look it up okay i learned a lot about it in therapy it's good it's good for you okay and spotlighting is not good for you but learning about it and identifying it and being able to call it out when it's happening to yourself is good interesting yeah it's helpful all right so it's about time because i know jay has a train to catch i do over the course of this next year a we want to podcast more that is the goal we definitely want to podcast more we also have to get more people or things in the onion ring of honor yes we're contemplating ways to make that happen we're always open to suggestions too. We had March Fatness last year. I don't see why we wouldn't do that again. We're doing it again. For it was sure. it was a it was a big success. So we'll do that again. We're only what a couple months away from that. Crazy. I know. So any suggestions you have, send to us at I'm Fat Pod or just use the hashtag I'm a Fat. It's all the time that we have. He is Jay. Follow him on Twitter at jayzawaski six seventy. I am Rick. Follow me on Twitter at rickcamp six seventy. And again, do not. <laughs> Under any circumstances, share or visit bit.ly slash cookies to buy Girl Scout cookies. Don't do that. Capital A, capital Z, capital C, Z cookies. Do not, because I'm not allowed to share that. Don't go there and order Girl Scout cookies. Thank you. He's Jay. I'm Rick. We will talk to you next time on the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more.
Granger, for the ones who get it done.